So is Anna. And Morella. For Blooming Boomers. And today's topic is, we decided, friendship. So as we often do, we start off, maybe not so much statistics, but research. And as probably most people know, friendship is good. It increases life satisfaction. All the studies done confirm that. It reduces risk for chronic illnesses, improves physical health, mental health, lowers your chance of dementia, of Alzheimer's. So, friendships are good. So, how do you define friendship, Mirella? Just anybody I can get along with, anybody that can share ideas or time or a project. Now, I think that friendship has many categories. You know, so I have friends that were childhood friendships that have persisted over many, many years. So that's a special kind of friend that links your past, that knows you when you were four or five years old up to who you are now. There's that kind of friendship, that the kind that is sustained over time. There's the friendship like a person that you're almost a soul mate to, that you really connect on a lot of levels. There's friendships that are specific to events or projects. You know, there's people that you're friends with because you both love a certain thing. You both love shopping or you both love hiking. And then there's friendships that are more acquaintances. And there's friendships where you have both suffered something, so you share an understanding of something deep that other people may not understand because they weren't in the same circumstances as you are. I think friendships are multifaceted and all have a different place. And what I found interesting in this time of COVID was I never valued acquaintances the same way I would value, let's say, a best friend or a soulmate friend or friend that I had from childhood. I always thought acquaintances, eh, you know, Mm -hmm. But, oh boy, do I ever miss those casual friendships that I had that were just, in many ways, shallow. But I miss those, those just impromptu, a bunch of women getting together for coffee at 10 a.m. and just talking about things, light, lightly, you know, not getting into any deep. I miss that, you know, and I miss the friendships that, I've had that were to do with a project or an event or a specific thing. I've connected a lot with my best friends, people that I'm very connected to through values or experiences or similar ideas. But I miss all those other friendships as well. Like it's kind of, you have to have all of them to build a, a truly well-balanced, well-rounded life. Ooh. So it, it is a spectrum. I find for me it, it's similar. Although for me friendship is just the definition of it is, is deeper. It's more to do with loyalty, more to do with trust. Someone I can be myself with, someone I can rely on. So to me that's fundamental. And then there's different layers. As you said, you meet people through 
you know, it might be work. I mean, there's childhood, there, there's high school, there's university, work, common interests. But I find people I know best are generally people I've met earlier. And, and that doesn't necessarily mean they're better friends. It's just I know what to expect. Maybe because we met earlier, so of course you don't have as many masks, you don't think of it. When you're at work and you make friends, you know, at the end of the day, they might be the better friends, but I find you do have to be very careful because you're at work. There's different ramifications. So that sometimes I find limits the kind of friendship. And I find also as we get older, and I mean, I don't know about you, but I find in some ways it's, you know, I know what I'm about, but equally I'm very careful. I filter more because, again, when I go back to friends I've made in university or earlier or high school, I knew them. For better or worse, I knew what they were like. When... As I've gotten older, of course, you know, we meet all kinds of people, very nice people too. But I can't help sometimes wonder if, if they're thinking what's in it for them, if they have an angle. And it takes much longer to get to know a person than when you were, say, you know, in university. And for me, that's kind of, you know, sometimes a challenge. Sometimes I revert back to older friends simply because I know them. Right, I know their strengths and weaknesses, at least from my perspective. They can't hide. I can tell by the tone of their voice what they're thinking, you know, stuff like that. Whereas with newer friends, it takes a lot more effort, I find. So, yeah, so, you know, it's, it's, um, it evolves over time, for sure. I'm just wondering, you know, as, as you said, we evolve our friendships and we have different friends over time. Do you often think, you know, when you meet your older friends, your, your childhood friends, what they think of you now? You know, as oh. opposed to, is it consistent? Do they think, oh, I knew Morella, you would do this? Or, or they kind of look at you and say, oh, I didn't think, you know, it would be like that for you or you're like that. Yeah, some friends, because I mean, even if my relationship to them has changed, they're still, they were still friends. Some people have a stronger desire to want to label or put you in a category, and they're more comfortable with that. And they perceive me to be one way, and maybe time and distance has changed me or experiences have changed me, and, and these people don't want to accept that. They don't, they don't want to see that that also is a part of who I've become. And they, they're like, oh, oh, you know, but you never used to do that. Or, oh, yeah, that, you know, you're just, you're just really shallow or silly. And no, 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 I, I've, I've grown or, you know, grow with me, see the changes with me. I don't know, as time goes on and people want to label me or want to see me one way, the way they used to know me, I begin to understand that I don't want everyone to be my friend, even if we did go back a long way. Maybe if they can't grow with me, then i got to let them go. 
interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like what you said, maybe from your definition, loyalty and trust and the kind of person they are, like loyalty and trust and also they have your best interest at heart. Like a friend, probably a really, really good friend, like someone you'd want to keep forever. And I have one of those, I have a couple of those, is a person who wants to see you become the best you you can be. Yeah, they root Not for you. Right, right. Yeah. I would agree, you know, you know, especially during the pandemic, part of that time is reconnecting. And what I found interesting is in as much as I value my old friendships, and some only strengthened during this pandemic, but some, are, it's an interesting observation. A few, they had a very set way, maybe that's your word there, label, of how they expected me to be. And as far as I can tell, as far as I can remember, some, in some ways, of course, I hope I've grown and evolved. But in other ways, I'm the same. And yet that's not how they saw me. So for whatever reason, you know, I'll give you an example. I might have done that, shared that with you. I remember saying something to a friend of mine. I, I forget even what the topic was, but I said, you know, I've I read that somewhere, and whatever it was, I read that somewhere. And quickly and almost angrily, she says, you know, I can read too. And that took me so off guard because I thought this was just a general comment. I wasn't trying to show up. It was nothing, no agenda, nothing. So it got me thinking, and I thought it's interesting how sometimes people the way they want you to be is partly to how they see themselves. So you're part of yeah. that. Maybe prop is not quite the word. But once you start not fitting in or something's different, things change, then it shakes them up. And, and I found that very interesting how much we are part of our friends' identities. And maybe it works both ways. If something shifts, it shifts for them as well, and it's not always comfortable, you know? Yeah. And, and I don't sometimes, know, and I don't know. You know, sometimes I think, is it just because it changes and not everyone's comfortable with change? Is it because there's anger? Is it because it's envy, or it's just a normal thing in some relationships? I don't know, any know, thoughts? Yeah, I think it's interesting that I think maybe we should look at friendships the way we look at everything in, in life. There's a time and a season for everything, okay? And so there was a friend I made in junior high and high school, the early part of high school. And the reason that I did that is because both of us were not part of the cool group. We were lonely and we found each other. But our relationship became hinged on us being outsiders, on us being them against us. And sort of got stuck in that, like we're, we're not them and we're lower or whatever. And then in high school, I started to switch up my life and I started to open up my life and 
my friend didn't come along with me, okay? And so there was that, that wasn't in common. Then we reconnected at another part of my life, an adult part of my life, where I was really low. Things had happened, I was in my 40s, my late 40s thing, and her husband had died, so she'd become a recent widow. And here we were, we reconnected, almost like the junior high girls. We were like in a low place, both of us. We were whining and crying and just feeling like the world was out against us. So we were connected on that level. But then, again, just like as what happened to me in high school, my life started to change and things started to improve and things opened up for me and I came to Vancouver and I started to do things and I started to become more alive and things at home started to go better. And my relationship with her again suffered because she had built this relationship on us being interdependent, this codependency on both of us, whining and crying and finding the rest of the world so horrible against us. And I didn't want to be there anymore. So then that's when little things come out, like when you're being happy about something and they want to throw water on it. Because otherwise you're not going to be in the same place they are. Yeah, and that so friendship was built on that. Right? Yeah. Was she a friend? Yes, she was a friend. Is she a good person? Yes, she is a good person. But, but maybe our relationship was built on something that maybe wasn't healthy. And I, do I have an obligation to stay in it when really it ties me to like a place of not a good place, not a nice, healthy, bright place, but a place of like, oh, woe is me, and everyone's horrible, and the world is bad. Do I really want to stay there? No. And do I want somebody that when I'm saying, this is happening for me, and this is happening for me, they're like, oh, really? Well, that's not going to last very long. No, and it's back to that definition, somebody rooting for you, somebody, you know, whenever you meet them, they have to be on your side. That's not to say they can't point out certain things and, you know, help you grow. But I'm with you. It has to evolve. And if it doesn't evolve, then, of course, you know, you start filtering. I find, though, as I get older, I filter even more. And I also find it challenging. So, question, because someone mentioned that to me. They said anytime they meet someone, they always evaluate if that friendship has the potential of lifelong. Is that important to you? Is that a criteria when you look at a person? No, not at all. Because I'm telling you, I miss my acquaintances. I miss those like every two weeks we would meet a bunch of people that do drama and acting and writing would meet for Prosecco Friday. And we would just talk about events and you know, little things that were happening in our lives, but not deep, not big, important things. We weren't going into the nitty-gritty of anyone's personal lives. It was, it was nice. It was fun. It was relaxation because it's kind of like, it's kind of like fluff. And I love those women. I do. I'm sure some of them could become deeper friends. I find that, you know, some 
you want to continue hey you want to go for coffee after Prosecco I want to carry on talking to you because I think you you would understand something you know about me that the other ladies might not right but but there is a place for that. There is a place for people that just come into your life a little bit, add a little sunshine, add a little bit of spice, add a little bit of something distracting. Maybe they're not forever, but if you see them in three years from now, you're like, hey, I remember we used to do coffee together. You know, you always talked about rollerblading, right? I, I think there's a place for that too. Yeah, no, I, I would agree, you know, and again, it's back to it helps us evolve and grow. And, you know, another thought here, a lot of people say, especially us in North America, are we more lonely in these modern times? You know, I, I, I don't think, know. You know, are I you? think in North America, maybe, I mean, my own view, and I don't know if you'll share that, I find... In North America, we're more oriented towards individualism and independence. And of course, there's the just normal things. You know, if you have kids, it doesn't mean they'll get a job right next door. It might be another province, another state. So just the type of life and the type of culture, I think, in North America makes us a little bit more lonely than, say, perhaps other cultures whether that's Asian, European, or South American, or what have you. What do you think? I don't know. Everything's changing everywhere. You know that? Every, everybody's changing. I think probably the introduction of all this technology has probably altered a lot of cultures everywhere. Regardless whether it's North Regardless, America or not. I really do. So, so you know... Pandemic. I mean, we're still in the middle of it, and business are opening, but still no end in sight. So I find in some ways, and I think we've touched on it a bit earlier, in some ways, technology has helped reconnecting with old friends, you said acquaintances, different interest groups, whether, you know, watching a movie together, whether singing or what have you, or even a glass of wine. So in some ways, it has strengthened um, friendships, different kinds of friendships. But I don't know about you. I mean, initially, I was excited. I mean, not crazy about technology at home, as I think I've mentioned. But I'm getting to the point that I'm Zoom tired. Yeah. Are you, or is that just me? I mean, no. I've heard that from a few people, but... Yeah, and... Um I think people, I think that's why people are taking all kinds of risks. We really miss being around humans. It's tough. I, I feel quite isolated. I don't feel I make the connection that I did. Yeah, when it was in person, right? Yeah. It was deeper somehow, more genuine. Yeah. So it isn't just us, a lot of people are that way. But you know, as I said, the pandemic might be around for a while longer. So any thoughts how we can strengthen friendships in general and especially during the pandemic? Yeah, that's really tough. You know, I, I'm enjoying phone calls. I don't know why, but I'm enjoying phone calls. More you know, than yeah, 
that then actually, you know, the Zoom face-to-face, -face, although people say that should bring us closer. I don't know. You know, one way I'm finding, whether it's just audio or video, is scheduling yeah. calls with people. Um, yeah. Is that work for you? I don't really schedule calls, but that's a good idea. So you have a kind of a set rotation and you look Yeah, forward. it's a rotation. And I find I'm in touch with people more frequently now than before in a strange way. Oh, wow. Some people. It's really? It's necessarily now video. A lot of us, and I'm happy about that one, we prefer audio only, but really? frequency has gone up. So that's not me. Oh, what's gone up? Frequency of our communication has gone up, you know, regardless whether that's via Zoom or audio. But it's more frequent, especially with some people. And I find, you know, sometimes it's two, three friends. If there's common interest, for instance, it's scheduled. It's not every day. It's not necessarily even every week. With some, it might be shorter calls. And I find we stay in touch that way more often. We, we know what's going on with each other. And I, as we get older, of course, you know, time is more finite. So I find, I mean, that part of it during the pandemic, to me, is more positive. That's a positive angle. That's a great place to end this, is the idea of scheduling some calls. And I'm interested that to other people are like me. They like the audio. Yes. Yes, and That's you know, great. Yes, I think too much in one's face is not the best thing always. That's so cool. this is it and as you, for today, and as usual, our listeners, if any comments, reach out to Morella and I. We'll share your thoughts, if any. So thank you, and it's Anna. And Morella. For Blooming Boomers. Thank you. Bye, all.